0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of chop shop sports i'm joined today with riley in person we got brian on the line here to talk about the nfl and what's going on this week we'll start off with congratulating brian on his team getting another victory, that's probably the surprise of the week, is it not, Brian?
1: Yeah, I thought they had a chance to beat San Fran, but I didn't think the Dolphins would beat them forty three seventeen. I mean, that was—I uh, think that's actually the second time the Dolphins have scored, or the first time the Dolphins have
0: scored over forty since twenty fifteen. So I'll take it. Take it, and that's coming after a week where your Marlins got bounced. That was a uh, losing their first ever playoff series, which is crazy. as crazy stat to begin with. Um, their two other playoff appearances resulted in World Series titles. Um, but Riley, your team had a heartbreaker this week. Yeah, I, I
2: almost cried Saturday night. What are
0: your thoughts on? You mean Sunday night? Uh, Sunday night what are your so. thoughts on oh. them going? for it on fourth and inches up by five? Well,
2: I was I was having flashbacks myself to, to Blair Walsh shanking the chip shot in the playoffs against uh against Seattle from a couple years back. Um, but, I mean, right there, you know, I think you got Dan Bailey. has been a great kicker this year, especially from short distance. I think you, you have to kick it there. I understand we were running the ball down their throat all night, but uh, I think you got to trust the defense to get you – that gets you at least to overtime.
0: You know, I liked the play call in the moment. I was all for them going for it. And then reflecting in hindsight, just watching these two point conversions this year, a lot of teams are going for two this year and are in the strategy of let's find out what the score is going to be down. If they're down 18, they go for two early. That's kind of been the new NFL trend. So, and just seeing how little the two point conversion success, um, I, I think I would have reconsidered it. I said a stat I think Monday night that the most successful play is actually a run between the tackles, a little running back draw, and the least successful is a a rollout by the quarterback, which I found that pretty surprising. I won't gloat, Riley, but my team pulled out a, a great victory. Yep. Yeah. Shaking your head. So the you're watching the game with me. We we're. Watching my room Monday night. And after Bagley kicked the field goal, the camera froze. The screen, like, froze. The next thing I saw was the ball laying in the end zone. I knew that moment. I knew Drew Brees' check down Chuck, as Riley likes to call him, was going to lead a a game-winning drive in overtime. With that being said, how good has Justin Herbert been these first couple games? He took Tom Brady down to the wire. Almost took Mahomes Mahomes down to the wire and then takes Drew Brees down to the wire. Is it too early to start saying he is going to be the best quarterback in this draft class with Tua and Joe Burrow? Start with you, Brian.
1: Herbert's been amazing. I mean, I believe Monday night he set a rookie record for most touchdown passes in Monday night football history. Uh, But, yeah, no, we got to pump the brakes a little bit. I think it was Ryan Clark who said the Dolphins man made a mistake. I mean we haven't even seen Tua play yet. Joe Burrow's playing with one of the worst rosters in the NFL. So I think we really need to pump the brakes because I mean, we were we were all hyped up about um, uh Carson Wentz, remember that once upon a time and I, I think that's just a lesson that we need to we need to see how these guys play out. I mean I think Tua I I I went into the draft thinking Tua has the highest ceiling, Joe Burrow has the highest floor. And Justin Herbert and Jordan Love are the wild cards. And I'm sticking to it. I I, I think that uh, Justin Herbert's going to be a great quarterback, but we need to pump the brakes because we still haven't even seen Tua, who a lot of people think is the better prospect.
2: Um, I do think it's a little early to say that he's going to be definitively the best quarterback in the class. However, I do disagree with Brian. I think, I think Justin Herbert's ceiling is higher than Tua's with, I think his X factor is the fact that he can put the ball wherever he wants, like 65, 70 yards down the field. Kid has an absolute cannon on a 6'6 frame. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you look at – he's – like, with those games that you mentioned, Paul, with Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees, he was arguably the best quarterback yep. in all three of those games. Absolutely. Right, Pat Mahomes pulled it out at the end, but Drew Brees probably wasn't even the second-best quarterback in the game. And, Behind you know, Jason Hill. <laughs> Jason Hill, and honestly, oh, he's – I don't want to get you going on the Drew Brees thing, Paul, but I don't think he should start the rest of the season. That's
0: – If you're a Saints fan. Jameis. If you're Jameis. you're –
2: Watching the old man, oh my god, get his like shining, yeah, if, shining
1: here. If,
0: Pete, if this is around the horn. You'd get the mute. Button Drew Brees, no, let me back him up. Drew
1: Brees has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this season. I think, oh, I think he is way over the hill. His shoulder is shot. Um, it's time to bring back my boy Jameis, or, or you could just not throw the ball at all and just go with Taysom Hill. Uh, But uh, as far as uh, Justin Herbert, as a rookie quarterback, there's not a lot of film on him. I'm interested to see after four weeks of starting now let's see the teams,
0: how they adjust to his game. Well, what's interesting about Herbert is the fact that he was considered the top prospect um, for a while until a a poor senior season kind of put him further down in the draft. And obviously Joe Burrow coming out of nowhere. But for a time, it was Justin Herbert and Tua were the one-two lock Um, And obviously, Burrow's great senior season. Also, Herbert was by far the quarterback drafted to the best situation. This is my issue. And obviously, Joe Burrow hasn't played phenomenally well and doesn't have a very good record. But there's a reason that Bengals' team was drafting number one overall. They're not a good football team. So you got to let the rookie grow. And obviously, the Bengals have no intentions of moving on from him anytime soon. But I don't think it's fair to judge Burrow. Just yet. Um, but Herbert has definitely been the most impressive rookie quarterback, at least in the, in recent years. And obviously, Drew Brees and Tom Brady are shells of what they once were. But it's got to be pretty cool being a, don't, a kid. Don't put Tom Brady in the same breath as Drew Brees. Don't drag him down
1: because your boy's
2: take playing terrible, too. Ray is bad this year, but he is head and shoulders above Chuck Down Chuck. <laughs> he's, he's a team now for throwing the ball further than five yards down the field. You watch that stat come across the screen. Average pass was 3.2. All, right, all right. All yards right. Let's move on to scrimmage.
0: If we're going to keep, you know, raining on Paul's parade here, let's move on to Dwayne Haskins on the <laughs> trade block. Uh, Ron Rivera gave him the nod and said, This is our quarterback for the future. And now. Five weeks into the season, six weeks into the season, he's on the trade block. If the Redskins decide to move on from him, where does he fit best? I saw something about the Patriots. If they don't continue with Cam Newton long-term, I think that would be a great spot for him, playing with Bill Belichick. Where do you guys think would be the best um, landing spot for Dwayne Haskins? I'll start with you, Riley.
2: Well, I will say I don't think he will ever start another NFL game.
0: To me, he is a chubbier, less mobile
2: Dak Prescott with no leadership ability. Is what is what it's shown me these first five weeks in last season. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, he could he could land as a backup, I think, in New England. Try to maybe learn a little bit, kind of go the Jameis Winston route, trying to get under like a good coach like Jameis did with Sean Payton. Um, I don't know. How much you're going to get for him in a trade right Absolutely now. Not, which, yeah. yeah, so maybe at the – maybe he re-signs – or not re sorry, signs with the Patriots uh,
1: next offseason if they if they cut him. But we'll have to see how it goes.
0: What about you, Brian?
1: I, I'm so low on Dwayne Haskins that if you're a team like the Patriots looking for a quarterback, I think there's a couple options you would go for ahead of Dwayne Haskins. Josh Rosen would be one. Uh, Mitch Trubisky would be the other, and you know I don't like Mitch Trubisky, and Sam <laughs> and Sam Darnold would be another. I think all three of them are better quarterbacks than Dwayne Haskins. That's how much I think he is a bust. And if you're a, if you're a bad football team looking for a quarterback, trade up. If you're going to trade to get Dwayne Haskins, you can't. The quarterback position is one position you can't go get a discount on. You have to find your guy, go trade up in the draft and get one of these rookies because Dwayne Haskins just. Riley's right. He'll never be the franchise quarterback for another team, I don't believe. I think best-case scenario, he ends up <laughs> – I, I was going to say Teddy Bridgewater, and that's not, that's not fair to Teddy. That, yeah, no, but I, he's a backup quarterback.
0: What's, what's that say about, you know, Justin Fields? Ohio State quarterbacks historically really have not come out and performed well in the NFL. People had high hopes for Troy Smith. He was a huge bust. Braxton Miller turned into a wide receiver in the NFL. Cardell Jones never, he was an XFL quarterback for three weeks, was an MVP. Then he, I think, got benched. So does that make you wary of drafting a Justin Fields, who people say could be the number one pick in this draft, or if uh, him or Trevor Lawrence are the two best quarterback prospects?
2: Well, I think you look at Justin Fields. It's I think it's a totally different skill set than Dwayne Haskins as far as the way he he is mobility wise. I think he's head and shoulders a better athlete than um, than you look really? at like Cardale Jones, total pocket passer that can just he can throw the ball a mile, which in college is is great, but you're not gonna out throw many NFL DBs. Um, I, I've, I've watched a lot of games of them uh, with my hatred for Ohio state. Um, And he's, I, even I have to say he's a great player and he gets guys to play for, play for him uh, around him. I think you've seen at Ohio state, they've had a, had a great season uh, with him in his first year. Um, So, you know, I, I think he's going to have a better pro career than any of those other aforementioned quarterbacks. Will he be better than Trevor Lawrence? I don't think
0: so. Brian, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, you're a big college. Yeah, ju- Justin
1: Fields. It's totally different. First off, he's a Georgia boy. He and an Ohio State guy, uh, in my mind. And but, but the big difference is is Riley hit it on hit on it. The skill sets totally different. He's not a statue in the pocket. He is a dynamic football player beyond the fact that he can throw the football. And we also have to remember that uh, Dwayne Haskins, twenty uh, 2018, 2019, twenty eighteen twenty nineteen whichever. Are- it was. Dwayne Haskins' class with Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, that was one of the worst quarterback classes of the last decade, and he was the third quarterback taken. So
0: I, I don't think they're as comparable as one might think, even though they both went to Ohio State. Going back and talking about Haskins and his replacement, so it was Kyle Allen, who had a rushing touchdown before getting knocked out with the concussion who was then cleared to play later in the game and the Redskins go with Alex Smith and how great was that to see him back onto the field after his long
2: recovery man it it was awesome getting to watch him go out there
0: and I think what that
2: really did was I mean it kind of made a little bit more light of the the Dak situation Mm -hmm. like hope that like you'll be able to see him back out on the field again and I know that must have been enormous for his family um and I know like He didn't play particularly well, but I don't think that that matters. I think that that nine for 17 may as well have been like 40 for 45. Like it was
0: just incredible to see. And that's what he said. Coming back was more for his sons, his daughter. You know, if you put your mind to something, you can do anything type deal. It was a total dad move. It was awesome to see him out there. Brian, what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I watched that game. The thing that, that kind of resonated with me the most was just the camera cut over to his wife, who. Looked like she was basically praying the whole time. Just you could see how nervous she was, you know, waiting for him to take that first hit. After you saw Aaron Donald jump on his back and take him down, and he got back up. You kind of felt like, okay, he's back. He's back to being a football player, his legs healed. You needed to see that. And um, you know, it was really just nerve wracking up until that point. But it's just it's a great story to have him back on the field. And and like Riley said, you kind of hope to see the same thing with uh
0: Dak Prescott here. Yeah, you, you, you said it best, uh, Brian. Aaron Darnold did not care that Alex Smith was coming, oh. coming back from injury. He did not care. He laid on top of him. He took him down hard, didn't care. So it was great to see Alex Smith able to bounce up, um, you know, like a, a younger version of himself pre-injury. And, you know, he's, he's not young, but he could still have a, you know, he could still have a decent career, um, especially at the Redskins' want to keep moving on, keep moving forward with him. He was going to be their franchise guy before the injury, so it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, I mean, I think he, he's already had a decent career. I think everything now is just kind of
2: uh, icing on top of the cake. But, I mean, like, yeah, like he, had, he, he won games in San Francisco. Yeah. He won games in Kansas City. like
0: Molded, yeah, he's, uh, molded Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's, he's,
2: he's, a good, he's a good quarterback. I mean, do you, do you look at him down the road as kind of being like, like a Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick kind of guy? Or do you think he he finishes up in Washington, calls it quits,
0: doesn't like back anybody else? I imagine he he plays, you know, whatever his route is with the Redskins, then hangs it up. We're talking about gruesome injuries. Obviously, we have to discuss Dak Prescott going down and the injury that he has and what that means for the Cowboys moving forward. And you see it here why NFL players want guaranteed money and want it – as quickly as possible because we we see it we saw it on sunday you don't know when a gruesome injury can ruin your career who knows if dak will ever be as good as he was and i'm not particularly high on dak prescott but you have to feel bad for him and his family um not being able to get, secure that long-term deal now jerry jones says he's going to take care of him and i'm sure jerry will um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there brian what are your thoughts on that injury It's the
1: game of football, man. It's a dangerous sport, and and it shows how big of a gamble it is for someone like Dak to pass on a couple big contracts, kind of betting on himself. And and I like it because I think he's definitely a franchise quarterback in the NFL. I know that's been a hot topic, but, you know, like I'm going to go back to it. If he was a first-round pick and he performed the way he did, people would say, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. I think we just keep waiting for him to prove that he's not for some reason. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it shows the gamble that he made you know, passing on that contract. We all hope that Jerry Jones is good on his word as far as uh, taking care of him. But uh, I think Dak will, he'll bounce back eventually. I think he's just got too much fight in him.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think uh, Brian hit it right on the head as well with Jerry Jones taking care of him, I think. Um, And I mean, you can say what you want about Jerry Jones as an owner and his football decisions, but I've never heard of anybody having an issue with him as far as like the Cowboys go. Um, so I, I think he'll be all set there. Um, I know Paul. You can even watch the watch the play, the replay. But uh, yeah, I mean, compound fracture with an ankle dislocation, not anything to mess around with. Um, pretty similar to what Gordon Hayward experienced, I believe, a couple of years yeah. back. Um, who also, I mean, saw him. He reached out to Dak on Twitter, uh, which is good to see athletes supporting athletes. I think. Uh, uh, I is as, as unfortunate of an event as it was. I think. Uh, I think it really sheds some light on like how together the sports world has become recently.
0: I totally agree. And while we're on with the Cowboys, I thought Andy Dalton was a great sign from the beginning when they got him, and we're seeing why teams need good backup quarterbacks if you have Super Bowl aspirations. I don't think that this team's going to dip as much as people think. Andy Dalton was a very good quarterback in Cincinnati albeit he didn't win any playoff games. But I think he is definitely good enough to win this division. I think he's the best quarterback in this division. So I think the Cowboys still have to be the favorite to win the NFC East. Are there any objections to that, either of those statements? No. All right, if we're done reviewing last week. Actually, before before we go into this week, let's talk about that. Raiders Chiefs game, which was oh, another yeah. another great matchup and proving why I was high on the high on the Raiders coming in when healthy. This team is one of the better football teams. I think Derek Carr is a very, very reliable NFL quarterback. Josh Jacobs is becoming one of the best running backs in the league. He's second in yards this year. Obviously Saquon's out, but I think that says something and, and he has enough weight. Um, to be successful going forward. He's got rugs to throw to. He's got Waller. I think this Raiders team is a dark horse in the AFC. He, obviously, the Chiefs just signed Bell or allegedly just signed Bell. The Ravens are obviously the Ravens. But I think this Raiders team will be a dark horse if they can get in as a wild card. I like them a lot. They have weapons at every level
2: on the field. You look at Josh Jacobs carrying the ball out of the backfield. You look at Waller as far as short game goes, and then the explosiveness you get with Henry Ruggs. Last week, two catches for 118 yards. That's like some Randy Moss stuff. I mean, like, top to bottom, they're they're high-performing. Their offense, I mean, their defense is so-so, but their offense, like, I, it's going they're going to be very difficult to stop. I think another interesting thing was uh, Pat Mahomes got outplayed again. 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 And um, you look at it, I think that really uh, – that really bodes well for uh, for Russell Wilson as far as the MVP discussion goes, but we won't we won't get into that right now.
0: Brian, any thoughts on the Raiders? Yeah,
1: I love the Raiders. Uh, I've been a big Derek Carr fan for a while. Uh, and John Gruden, he's a great coach, obviously. He's proving that as he's kind of turned Oak, Oakland, Las Vegas around in the last three years. The interesting thing is just going to be how the playoff, you know, with the 17 format now, it's going to be interesting how that turns out. I mean, you got uh, – Really, you got a couple teams um, from each division that's going to be competing for a playoff spot. So it's, it's, it's really going to get interesting because I think the Raiders are definitely one of the seven best teams
0: in the AFC. Absolutely. I agree there. Um, they're definitely going to be somebody that teams need to take seriously, and they have a bye week to get fully healthy. I know Jacobs and Walter are both banged up, so that will be a good, a good week to have off. Let's move on to the games this week. We'll start with the Titans. Short rest, 1 o'clock game after playing Tuesday and playing very well. Obviously, they had 12 days off. But I think their performance, if the Dolphins didn't destroy the defending NFC champs, I think the Titans' performance was probably the second most surprising of the week. They're playing the Texans, the 1-4 and Texans. How does this one fare? I'll start with you, Riley. Uh, The Titans,
2: easy win. I don't think there's much to debate Their Their run offense specifically is going to run right through Houston uh, Titans by at
1: least 10. What
2: about Ruin you, Brian?
0: Against Houston each week this year. So I got Titans by 20. Oh yeah, Jeez. Oh yeah. I'm also taking the Titans. I was low on them this week against the bills. I won't make that mistake again. Definitely the Titans this week. Bengals Colts a game that will probably be another very boring game featuring the Bengals Colts, one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best and Joe Burrow was pathetic. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, I should say were pathetic against Baltimore settling for a field goal to avoid a shutout last week. Do they have any chance of upsetting the Colts this week? Start with you, Brian.
1: Yeah, I think they got a chance. Listen, Joe Burrow, he's played really well. It's it's not his fault that the Bengals are a terrible football team. Um, I, I think they definitely have a chance. Now he's going up against one of the top two or three defenses in the NFL in Indianapolis. But, I mean, Phillip Rivers has just looked awful. And the Colts have shown that, you know what, no matter how good their defense is, the offense has struggled to kind of prop them up. So I think, I think since he's got a chance, I'm going to pick the Colts to win by a touchdown. But I definitely wouldn't be surprised if that was flipped.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the Colts as well. I think in a in a close one, um, very low scoring. I'm going to say. I mean, you look, know, their offense has been pr- pretty much abysmal uh, to start the season. Um, Jonathan Taylor, the leading rusher, with only 307 yards so far, and Ty Hilton with 231 receiving. Uh, Philip Rivers less than impressive, um, and so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join Brian there.
0: Colts by a touchdown. I'm gonna agree with my brother, who's a big Colts fan, and thought we were disrespecting the Colts um, a week or two ago by having them ranked so low in our power rankings. I think the Colts can piece it together this week, but we're seeing why the Chargers moved on from Philip Rivers. He's executing as poorly as he did late in games last year. Again, this year they are three and two, but they they realistically they should be four and one, not five and zero they're underperforming i think they can piece it together this week against a bad bengal's team expect them to win by 10 this week we'll go to on paper what shouldn't be a good game between an own 5 falcons versus a 1 and 4 vikings but real nfl fans know that these teams are not as bad as the records portray i'll let open the floor to you Riley, this being your team how does this one go for the vikings uh first off best one and 4 team of all time uh we- the Vikings,
2: you know, we've been playing well. I mean, you look at we – t- we took the Titans' one-point loss on the last-second field goal. Russell Wilson pulling something out of his butt against us last week. Um, And then uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here, I think, by, uh, by a touchdown.
0: What about you, Brian?
1: Same. Uh, maybe uh, with no Dan Quinn, maybe the Falcons will get a little bit of a shot in the arm and have some uh, some change in momentum, a change of scenery might help them. But I think Minnesota – I think Minnesota is – is a really good
0: football team that just hasn't produced wins here early on. I got Minnesota by 10. I'm not going to disagree with you guys. That the Vikings will win, but I think the Falcons are going to play really well. I just think the Vikings will play better. I think the Vikings are still holding on to playoff hopes. And if they can turn it around this week, they won't be that far out of it with how poor the NFC Wild Card is looking. We talked about it earlier in the year about the NFC teams to make the wild card might need 10 wins. I think we're not seeing that because they're all just going to beat each other up. I think a sub 500 team could sneak in there as the seventh seed in the playoffs. Potentially you look at the NFC East where the division winner might be eight and eight and looking at the NFC South where the division winner might be nine and seven. So don't be surprised if a seven and nine team makes a wild card. But I think 8-8 eight and eight will be definitely good enough to make a wild-card game. I think the Falcons are a good football team, and their 0-5 record does not show that. I think the Falcons, Riley said the Vikings are the best 1-4 team of all time. Falcons have to be the best 0-5 team of all time. They played a relatively difficult schedule. I just don't think this week's going to be enough. They play another tough team with Minnesota. I think the Vikings pull off the win, but we'll get a surprise um, good performance from the Falcons this week. A game that shouldn't be interesting, the Broncos and the Patriots, but we don't know the quarterback situation with the Patriots. Does that play any role in your decision for the game this week? I'll start with you, Riley. Uh, No, I think the defense for the the Patriots is going to be too much
2: for the Broncos. They're too depleted. Uh, I'm going to think the Patriots in this one by seven.
0: Patriots by 20. You got a lot of big spreads yeah, this one, you know, Brian.
1: I, I'm going to agree the, that the scoring in the NFL there's been some blowouts this past couple of weeks, so I think this is my way of getting back in the standings here.
0: I'm going to agree the Patriots win regardless of their quarterback situation. Whatever they put out there is better than what the Broncos are going to put out there and their defense is significantly better. They have no problem handling the Broncos this week. The Reds, uh, sorry, the Washington football team and the Giants, a battle for the NFC East. A win for Washington would keep them in the playoff hunt in this division, potentially. Who wins this one? Giants, Washington football team. I'll open it with you, Riley. I mean, you know, the, the Giants put up 34 on the Cowboys
2: and lost by three. And I think we all think the Cowboys are a relatively good team that just hasn't quite put four quarters of football together for most of these games. Uh, I think Daniel Jones has a decent week uh, for once this year, and I'm going to take the Giants to win this one by
1: 10. Brian? Uh, You know, I'm leaning Washington, actually. I think uh, I just don't trust Daniel Jones. That's really what it is. Uh, I'm going to go Washington by seven. I'm not confident in it, but I'm going to stick with it.
0: I'm going to agree with Riley on this one. The New Jersey football teams get a win this week, um, and it's not going to be the Jets. So I take the Giants to win this football game in probably the worst game of the week. Eagles and Ravens. Eagles had a chance against the Steelers and couldn't pull through. How does this one fare for Carson Wentz this week? I'll open it with you, Brian, as, uh, with your hatred for Carson Wentz. How does this week fare not for him? Not good because he's going to look really bad compared to Lamar Jackson.
1: I, I got the Ravens winning by 14 points here. I think Baltimore is just light years better than Philadelphia. I listened to the radio earlier that uh, one of the guys was saying that Philly's not a bad team. They should, No, Philly is a very bad football team, and they'd be even worse if they didn't play in the NFC East. I
2: completely agree with Brian. They are terrible. Carson Wentz can't stop turning the ball over and uh, against a solid defense like the Ravens, I don't see that changing. I have the Ravens by two touchdowns as well.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think this one even warrants much discussion. I think Wentz will put together a decent game, but against this Ravens defense, it won't come nearly um, close enough to result in a win. The Ravens just destroyed the Bengals who the Eagles desperately, you know, on a desperation play, were able to push it into overtime. They couldn't score in overtime. I don't think this one is close. Could also be one of the worst games of the week. I'm going to skip the next game. Just I want to talk about them probably last. And we'll move to the Bears and Panthers. Panthers, a surprise team this year. Very good. I told you guys early in the year that Teddy Bridgewater was going to surprise people with his play. They're doing it without Christian McCaffrey. They haven't played a poor schedule. They haven't played a great schedule. They get the Bears this week, who are probably the worst four-in-one team if we're talking about all-time teams. Bears are not good. Squeaked one out against Tom Brady. Does Teddy Bridgewater keep rolling, or does Nick Foles get some magic in him? I'll start with you, Riley. No, the Panthers keep rolling here. Uh, Chicago, debatably, if you're looking at the eye
2: test, should probably be two and three or one and four. Uh, definitely. Nobody really knows how they've squeaked out four and one so far. Um and I know you're saying t- Teddy Bridgewater is not necessarily balling, but he's, he, he is a, a game manager and he's very good at it. It's what he was in Minnesota and it's what he's continuing to do here in Carolina. I mean, he's only got six touchdowns through the first five weeks, but if you look at it, he's completing 73% of his passes. He's, he's, he's just solid. He's what, he's what they need to back up a good defense.
0: He's got almost 1500 yards as well. It's almost 300 yards a game. That, those are good numbers. Um, for a mid-tier quarterback right now, what's your score prediction? Ah, oh, man, I take the Panthers by 10. What about you, Brian? Uh, I think both
1: these teams are, are pretty average, especially without McCaffrey for Carolina. I think the difference is going to be the defense. That's where I have the Bears edging, edging the Panthers out by three. I, I don't have a lot of faith in either quarterback or either offense, uh, especially without McCaffrey, like I said. So I think the defense is really going to be the difference maker.
0: They lost a close one to the Raiders in week one and then kind of got blown out by the Bucks in week two in the redemption game after they lost to the Saints. Since then, they pieced together three good wins, beating the Chargers, the Cardinals, and then the Falcons. I think they keep it rolling this week and get their fourth win in a row. <clears throat> Definitely going to take the Panthers in this one. Jaguars versus the Lions this week. Another boring matchup. I really like Matthew Stafford in this one. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. Um, they had a bye week last week. I think Matt Stafford should be two and two. Talking about the Bears squeaking one out, I mean, he's a drop pass in the end zone that anybody could have caught, away from being two and two. I think they have no problem with a struggling Jacksonville football team. Does anybody object? that I'll I'll let you go first Riley I uh, do not object I have the Lions winning but I definitely will not be watching Brian? Agreed <laughs> We'll move on to you Brian as your Dolphins take on the worst team in football I love the tweet uh, Dan Orlovsky saying that his 0-16 uh, Lions would be 16-0 if they only played this Jets football team how big do the Dolphins win this week? A nine and a half point favorite. That is a half a point away from being the largest spread of the week, um, tied with the Patriots and a half point behind. Actually, I'm sorry. They are tied for the largest spread with the Patriots. Um, How's this one fair for yeah, you? Again, Brian? I think
1: going back to like two weeks ago, they played the Seahawks and y'all laughed at me because I said it'd be a close game and they were leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were leading in the fourth quarter against Buffalo. The Dolphins were, and I believe I was the only one that picked them last week to beat San Fran. Um, so again, and, and then when they played a bad team, the only bad team they have played, they destroyed the Jaguars. So I think what's been proven is that uh, the Dolphins are actually a pretty good football team that just played three teams that were better. Um, I think they're going to beat up on New York. I think it's going to be 31 17. It's not going to be a welcome back game for Adam Gase. And I wouldn't, I just I, – I don't know how much longer that guy could have possibly have a job. He's lost the locker room. He's lost the two best players on that roster in uh, Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell. And Sam Darnold's not even playing. Joe Flacco's the starter. So, I got my Annie big in this one.
2: Uh, I agree with Brian. I'm not too incredibly high on the Dolphins, but I do have them winning this one by a significant amount. Um – I mean, like, the Dolphins did play the JV version of the 49ers. I think we've all kind of agreed on that. I don't think any of us realized how bad that team really was, especially defensively, until last week. Um, But, I mean, kudos to your boys for being 2-3 and right now, Brian. I'm going to take the Dolphins to get to 500.
0: I would compare, and this is going to be a stretch, and hold on with me. Adam Gase is the Joseph Stalin of NFL coaching. Just when everything looks abysmal, they keep giving this man power. You speak against him, you get cut, you get traded. You are not allowed to speak against Adam Gase. And I don't know why the Jets organization has given him the power that he has. And his coaching staff said, give him more signal calling um, ability. I don't get it. He is a terrible coach. He should be fired immediately and never coach for another competitive football team again. And that's, a you know, any uh, coordinator spot at any level, it is pathetic. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I am not going into the NFL draft playing for the Jets. Absolutely not. You're being generous with 17 points, I think, Brian. I think this team maybe scores 10. This one's going to be a blowout for sure. Packers and Bucks, an exciting game. I think probably the most exciting game we've talked about this week. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. How does this one fare? Start with you, Riley. Uh I think
2: um Aaron Rodgers has another great game and unfortunately I think we see Tom Brady continue to be below average. Um the defense for the Bucks wasn't wasn't great giving up twenty to Nick Foles and the in the Bears, who had no business scoring that amount of points. Um I you know, I think it's hard to hard to bet against the Packers right now, so I'm gonna take the Packers by ten.
1: Uh, Brian? Flip it for me actually. I have Tampa Bay by 10. I think we're gonna get a bounce back performance from Brady. Uh he'll be sure he checks what down it is each play. And I, I still think that Tampa Bay has the better all-around team than Green Bay. But man, it you know, I, I hate betting against Aaron
0: Rodgers, but I'm gonna do it this week. I would say talking about that uh miscommunication, I think it's more likely that Tom Brady was trying. To convince the refs to give him another down i think that is more likely than him not knowing the what down it was but i can't agree with you on this one brian i just can't you've had a lot of good picks recently this is not one of them and if i'm wrong i'll let you rub it in my face next week but no way this bucks team wins by 10 if they win it's on like a last second field goal no way aaron Rodgers lets tom birdie beat him this week he is a man on a mission He's going to win, I think, by at least seven, if not more. Um, but it's always great to watch two great quarterbacks duel it yeah. out, and that's what we'll see. But moving to another game that will probably result in a boring outcome, the Rams and 49ers. This one's a three-point spread. I think that's <laughs> extremely disrespectful to the Rams. This one will be double digits for sure. Any objections no. to that pick? No. Let's move on. Let's not waste time on the, the 49ers. Um, Chiefs-Bills, Monday night, 5 p.m. Josh Allen was pathetic Tuesday night. Pathetic. No other words for it. Was not good. And I don't see it getting better for him this week. Start with you, Brian. What yeah, are your the like Josh
1: Allen of old, uh, and if that guy shows up, the Bills cannot win. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Kansas City. Uh, I believe they are the – no, is it at Buffalo this week? It it doesn't matter. It's in Buffalo, yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have (laughs) that type of performance just about ever, and and his ceiling is also higher than Josh Allen's on a given Sunday. I I think simply Kansas City. And, you know, they just picked up Le'Veon Bell, it looks like. Don't think he's going to be eligible to play though because of the COVID restrictions. He's got to he's got to quarantine for five days before joining the team. Um, regardless, I think we're going to see a really good close game, but in the end, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes winning it.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one as well. I don't see Patrick Mahomes having back-to-back losses, uh, especially after getting blown out last week. Kind of, Or not not blown out, but...
0: Blown out for Chiefs standards. Yeah, so. eight points, yeah.
2: Um, But, I mean, they gave up 40. I think that defense has a little something to prove. Uh, and you see that Josh Allen played a good defense in Tennessee, struggled a little bit. It's two really good football teams really not playing very well
0: is a bigger game for the Bills. They need to prove that they are a legitimate contender in this AFC. Their wins are against... the only good win is against the Raiders and maybe the Dolphins. We'll see how the Dolphins end up. They also beat the Jets. Um, I just don't see... um, And and their controversial win against the Rams. Um, I just don't see the Bills having enough offense to keep up with this Chiefs um, offense. Also, the I'm going to give the edge to the Chiefs' defense. I think Josh Allen struggles for a second straight week, but I would be okay being wrong and seeing the Chiefs drop another. And, and this and is a Chief, this is a really big game for Monday. Buffalo too, because assuming New England and Miami
1: win easy games, uh, if Buffalo loses, they're going to be tied with New England and only a game up on Miami for that division lead. Will
0: be, they'll be, will uh, still be a game ahead. The Pats are two and two. But they would only be one game ahead and still have to play the Pats twice. And we know how that goes for the Bills historically. Second to last game I want to talk about. Last game of the week is going to be the Cardinals and the Cowboys. This one is interesting. The the Cardinals are the early favorite. I don't like the Cardinals this week. They haven't played particularly well. Um, They beat up a pathetic jets team last week but they lost to the lions panthers their other wins are against the 49ers who at the time were good they had their their, their team and the reds uh the washington football team since then they lost to the lions in a close one lost by three they lost by 10 to the panthers who are a good team and they beat the jets not impressed with that win i don't think they have enough even against the andy dalton and cowboys what are your thoughts, Riley? Uh, you know, I think
2: Andy Dalton actually has a little bit of an upstart week here with the Cowboys, uh, his first action this season. Um, I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to take the Cowboys in a close one against the Cardinals. I
1: think Kyler Murray has a little bit of problem holding on to the ball this week. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Cowboys. Nope. Getting the hype train back for Arizona, I think they're going to win by two scores against a backup quarterback. You're telling me
2: he couldn't start for the Washington. Oh yeah, but, but right that's now?
1: because they're also they were starting
0: a backup quarterback to begin with. We're starting an emergency quarterback with Kyle Allen. I this will be a high-scoring game, no doubt about it. Both both defenses struggle. I think Andy Dalton he's not going to turn the ball over. I right now I'm looking at him as you said on countless occasions, Brian. He's looking like Ryan Tannehill. He's going to make a couple big throws. He did it at the end of the game, albeit against the Jet. Or I'm sorry, the Giants. But he made the right plays down the stretch. I think it's going to come down to a big fourth quarter drive for Induln. I think he's going to get it done. And the Cowboys get stops in the fourth quarter. I don't know why they can't do it the first three, but in the fourth quarter they are better. I think this will be a fourth quarter game, and look for this to be potentially the game of the week, other than the one I want to talk about last and to me is the most exciting game of the week a 4 and 1 Browns team playing a 4 and 1 Steelers team the Steelers haven't beaten a good team the Browns beat the Colts last week beat the Cowboys the week before that and blew them out Steelers 4 and 0 oh, I'm sorry 4 and 0 oh, not 4 and 1 they've beaten the Giants the second worst team in football The Broncos, the third worst team in football. The Eagles, the fourth worst team in football. The Texans, the fifth worst team in football. If only they played the Jets the week before and could have the five worst teams on the docket as their five wins. It's hard to say if this team is for real or not. They get to prove it this week. Before I share my thoughts, I'll open it to you guys. I'll start with you, Riley. You look like you got something to say. No, I mean, hear me out on this analogy a little bit here. It's... You got your two ex-girlfriends, you know,
2: you're, you're looking, they're both feeling like they want to get back together with you. You got the one who, man, she, she's a smoke, a smoke, but she's let you down a few times, you know, doesn't, doesn't like to text you back, you know, she's out a little later than you'd like. And then you got the one, you got the other girlfriend, on the other hand, she's delivered for you every time, but man, you know, it's tough <laughs> taking her out in public. And so that's... Versus the Steelers this weekend, it's it's like which one do you choose? I mean, you can't really trust the Browns, but the Steelers, you don't know if they're legit enough <laughs> for oh, you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I I think I'm feeling a little risky. I think I'm gonna ride. Wake up feeling a little dangerous on Sunday. I'm gonna ride big and yeah. here to
1: beat the Steelers. What about you? Yeah, yeah, go Browns. That's right. I got the Browns by three. I think uh, I think they're riding high. And you know what? I think the Browns have the more talented roster too, offensively. Uh, last year, I think was weird how bad they were. This is what I think I was expecting, and it's starting to ca- finally kind of come to fruition. So I'm going to go Cleveland.
0: Brian, we all know what girl Riley was describing for you, and it has never worked out for you. <laughs> I don't think she doesn't text the- back. Oh, I got upset. We're go not. Back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but we know who we're talking oh. about. I will say the Brian. As as good as, <laughs> I'm going to keep riding around these analogies. It was like, uh, what was it, two summer ago, and you're like, it's different this time. She's texting me every day. She's asking that was, to come out. I said, Brian, you, come on, man. And that was like four years ago. Anyway, <laughs> regardless. I, and they look like they have changed. Mike Tomlin, however, has been the same coach. Big Ben is playing well enough to win. I I can't pick against the Steelers. I won't be welcomed at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm gonna take the Steelers to win this one in what will be the game of the week, no doubt about it. <laughs> We're gonna <to> end <laughs> on that one with that analogy. I loved it, Riley. Well, Paul, so you're prepared to show up at Thanksgiving with your cousins like
2: kinda of all whispering about like me. <laughs> I'd Paul I'd, they've
1: done it already.
2: <laughs> they can be like man. Oh you know, man.
0: You got a great personality. That's Steelers have they have a great personality. They're well coached. Not this, not not the sexy pick, but that's who I'm going with. I think the Steelers are for real. The defense is good. Their offense is good enough. Uh yeah, we're gonna close it with that one. Um thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Chop Shop Sports. Twitter at chop shop sports one and definitely check out our website. I had a couple great articles recently chop Thanks again for tuning in and uh, we look forward to uh, talking more football next week.